Revelations 2.11 Ministries. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode 5. I'm your host Travis and today I want to talk about something that might be hard to comprehend about God. That He is eternal. That God is timeless. That He has no beginning and no ending. It's a hard concept to kind of wrap our minds around but if you if you go to the very first book of the Bible Genesis in the very first chapter and you start reading the Bible reads this in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light and God saw the light and it was good and God divided the light from the darkness God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and morning was the first day. You can see in the beginning of the book, in the Bible, in the beginning it tells us the first action that's happening is that God is there creating. He's, he's speaking things into existence. So in, in the beginning, God was already there. So then we go to Revelations, in the last book of the Bible, and chapter 22 is the last chapter of the Bible. And just jumping in the middle of the chapter there, and starting at uh, verse 10. And he saying to me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. The time is at hand. And he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without our dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loveth and maketh a lie, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the church. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So. On both sides of the book from the beginning you see God is there in Genesis chapter 1 and Revelations 22 uh, God is there in the ending and he, he declares himself Alpha and Omega the beginning and the ending so God is, is declaring himself I'm, I, I'm there at the start and there at the ending so the thought is so he was there before all things existed he was there he was the first thing there so uh, the question a lot of people would probably bring up was then who created him? If God created all things, who created God? And the thing is God was not created. He is not a created being. And we see at the beginning of the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, all things that were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So we see that he just always was in the beginning. So the concept is how does he, how does he just exist? And I think the part is that's hard for, um, for people to comprehend or try to wrap our minds around is because we can only kind of relate it to what is God like, and and he's actually uncomparable. There's nothing that we can compare God with. Uh, everything that we we see around us that we perceive has a beginning and has an ending. So nothing is like God in the sense that he's always existed. Uh, we have like humans, uh, you have a birth and you have a, a day that you die. Uh, same thing with all the animals around. They were all born at one time and they all 
die at one time they all come to an end of their life uh, plants trees uh, everything that you see around the earth it has um, it has a time that it, it the seed was there and it sprung forth and there's a time that it decays and gets old and rots away same thing with uh, the earth itself we uh, people say that the the core is is going down that there's a lifespan of the earth that it can only last so long that it has a it has its time you know it has a season that it it, it uh you know had a beginning and it can have an ending because it's it's going to run out of energy and in, in source and everything that people can see out in outer space every star and every planet and every moon and everything that's out there they say well it all had a starting point and they they can kind of see the lifespans of certain things they talk about how the stars are dying off this star dies off and it becomes this and uh, different things they all had beginnings and they all had endings so there's nothing that we can uh, point at or look to and say well this is just like God it's eternal because nothing that that our mind can wrap around that we can visibly see or, or point to is like God everything has a beginning and an ending and one of the ways he's actually like this is he isn't bound by certain laws or restrictions in which he created God created time space and matter itself all things exist because he created it um, and because he created time he doesn't have to submit to time time is a it's a linear motion there's a beginning and there's an ending and so God created that time that timeline if you will uh, where there was a start and there will be a finish uh, he's also not uh, bound by a certain place he's spaceless he's not uh, he can he can be in multiple places more than one place it's called uh, the word is actually called omnipresent uh, he can he can be in multiple places at once that's how on a a, ser a day of service a Sunday morning or you can have uh, God meeting people in this place and in another state or another city or another country God at the exact same time can meeting someone in their house or in their uh, church building or in in their gathering God can be in more places than one because he's not bound by a place in, in space. Uh, he can be in multiple places at, a t at, at any, any point. And he's, he's timeless, so he can go to any point of time that he desires to do it so. And uh, he's also matterless. He's, uh, God is a spirit. He is not made of material, uh, physical material. He's a spirit. And so he's not bound by matter, space, or time. We, on the other hand, being created beings, are bound by all three, time, space, and matter. Uh, time is uh, where, when we are in our timeline. You know, uh, I'm making the podcast at one point. You may be listening at a different point, so you're in the, later on in time, and I'm here now uh, while this is being recorded. So time is when you're at, and... Uh, space is where you're at so your location if I'm here uh, at this time and maybe in a few minutes I'm over there I'm at a different location so the space is where you're located and the matter is uh, your form it's where uh, how big you are and, and you know uh, God can change all three of these things he can he can cover half the planet or the whole planet or the whole universe if he desires he can be in multiple places at once he doesn't just have to be in one place at one time and he can be in multiple times all at the same time or uh, skip through different points in time so uh, one of the examples of this is 
found in 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without blemish or without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you. The Bible says there that uh, before the foundations of the world, it was foreordained that that uh, Christ uh, was going to be the the lamb that was slaughtered, and so it kind of shows us that like God sees in advance. He saw he saw everything time kind of folding. He knew another time uh, that you can kind of see this in the Bible is Jeremiah chapter one verse five. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou cameth forth out of the womb. I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So you can kind of see that God says, before I even created you in the womb, I already knew who you were going to be. I already knew what you were going to do for me. I already knew you were going to be a prophet for the nations. I already knew that you were going to say yes to my directions. So this is, this is the foreknowledge of God. He sees what everyone's going to do and everyone's going to uh, act and choose and, and become because he can foresee the future. He perceives time in a different perception than we do. He doesn't see time as a linear motion of past, present, and future. He sees it like one big piece. He knows everything as it's happening. That tells us that, that in a sense, he's still in Genesis walking in the garden with Adam and Eve right now. But he's also already in Revelations He's already there. He's and he's everywhere in between. So he's um, he's seen everything. He's he's not bound by time. He could, uh, in a sense, go back and forth through the future and, and back into the past. And he's not bound by our literature time that the moment that we're in. We're bound by it, but he's not. He's free to go to any moment. And Psalms one hundred two, verse twenty four says. I say, O oh my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Of old hast thou laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are thy work in thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shall thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years have no end. The Bible's telling us that he's been there since the beginning and all things are changing and passing away, but he will endure forever. And Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says, The grass wither, withers and the flower fadeth, but the word of the God, God shall stand forever. Saying that nothing, you know, everything else fades away, but God's word stays. In James chapter 1, verse 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, whom there is no veritableness, neither shadow of turning. So there's no changing in God. Um, we see in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So he's, he's not changing. He's the same yesterday, the past. He's the same today at this moment and forever in the future a hundred years, a thousand years, he's the same. In uh, Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. So the Bible's telling us that God is unchanging. That's one of the ways being timeless affects him is he's not changed, 
by Genesis. He's not changed by Exodus. He's not changed by uh, the New Testament, the Old Testament. He's not changed by uh, what what's happening in Revelations. He's he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore because he's not affected by time, which is quite interesting because he's not affected by time, but we are. We are not the same as we were uh, in the past, and we are, may not be the same as we will, will be in the future. So who I was five years ago is not who I am today, and who I am today may not be who I am in five years from now. So we're changing based off time. Time is affecting us. We're, uh, we're able to mold into who we're supposed to be. And I think that's why the Bible tells us in the Gospels of Matthew uh, chapter 24, verse 36, Jesus said, But on that day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, there were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in the marriage until the day that Noah had entered the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord cometh. But know this, that if a good man of the house had known in what, uh, what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken in. Therefore, be ye also ready for such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom has the Lord had made a ruler over his household to give him meat in due season? Blessed is a servant whom the Lord cometh and shall find doing so. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his good things. But if the evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with uh, the drunken. The Lord of the servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, in an hour that he is not aware. And he shall cut him asunder, and point him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus is saying that we need to be cautious of what state and mind we are at all times, because we don't know when the Lord returns, and we don't want to be caught in a manner that's inappropriate, in a manner that's unpleasing to God, because then we will be cut our portion with the hypocrites, uh, and weeping and gnashing of teeth is is a picture of, of hell, and so we don't want to be caught up and cut our portion with them. And Apostle Paul gives us some similar encouragement in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is, is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an, an incorruptible. I, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself may be a castaway. And in, uh, he, sa he says near the end of his life in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, But watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of the evangelist, make full proof of the ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that loved his appearing. And so it's kind of uh, kind of affects us, the time affects us, where we're changing. And there's kind of a little bit of a warning here to, to make sure you're always on guard, to, to be in the right mindset, in the right uh, direction of life, the right perspective of life, the right focus of life, because you don't know when your end is. You don't know when your end is. You don't know when the Lord returns. So run in such a way that you're putting effort into it. Uh, run in such a way that you're pleasing to the Lord, so because you know not the hour in which he comes. Jesus pointed out in Luke chapter 9, starting at verse 23, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever will save his life shall lose it, but whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world, and lose himself, or be cast away? So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So we got to daily, daily, it's a choice to daily choose to uh, pick up our cross and deny ourselves. It's a, a ch choice to daily try to um, live for the Lord, to choose to live for the Lord and not to go back living for ourselves, our old self, our flesh. And we need to choose to live for the Lord. It's a choice and just got to be on guard for it. I got some scripture I want to read that uh, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone ever talk about, which is um, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's, it's God speaking uh, in Old Testament in the book of Ezekiel. And uh, it's just interesting what he says here about being a just God and, and just kind of how the actions of, of going along with humans changing over time is what he's saying here. Um, and I'll just read it. Ezekiel chapter 18, starting at verse 20. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. But if the wicked will turn from his sins that he has committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live, and shall not die. All his transgressions that he has committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he has done he shall live have i any pleasure at all that the wicked should die says the lord god and not that he should return from his ways and live but when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that a wicked man does shall he live all his righteousness that he has done shall not be mentioned in his trespasses that he has trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them he shall die. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness, and commits iniquity, and dies in them, for his iniquity that he does, done, as he has done, he shall die. And again, when a wicked man turns away from his wickedness, he has committed and done that which is lawful and right he shall save his soul alive uh, because he has committed and turned away from all his transgressions that he has committed he shall surely live he shall not die yet saith the house of Israel the way of the Lord is not equal O house of Israel are you, are not my ways equal 
Are not your ways unequal? Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel. Everyone according to his way, says the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be on your ruin. Cast away from you all your transgressions, where be you have transgressed, and made your new heart in a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of them that dieth, says the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. Wow. I want to read uh, 26 to 28 again. When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and dieth in them for his iniquity that he has done, shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turns away from his wickedness that he has committed and done that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Because he considered and turned away from all his transgressions that he has committed, he shall surely live and shall not die. The never-changing God and his justice of, of how he sees us. If, if a wicked, the wicked person turns from their sins and keeps all the statutes and does what's lawful and upright, they shall live and not die. However, if the righteous man will turn from his righteous ways and live in sin and iniquity, and abominations, then his righteousness is forgotten, and he will die. Uh, I want to read again uh, just 24, verse 24. But when the righteous turn away from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? All his righteousness that he has done shall not be mentioned. And in his trespass, that he has trespassed, and in his sin that he has sinned, in them shall he die. And that's why we got to be on guard. We don't know uh, the hour that we end. We don't know our, our last day, our last breath. No one's promised tomorrow. No one's promised the rest of today. We don't. We don't know how much time we got. So we got to make sure we're right. Um, and so we are affected by time. But God himself is eternal. He is timeless. He is unchanging, uneffective, which is why he's so powerful. He's, he's uh, outside of time. He doesn't, uh, he, see, he perceives time. He can look into it and see, see all the stuff that's going on, but he's not, um, he's not bound by time in a timeline. That's why he knows the ending. That's why he knows he's going to uh, win in the end. Uh, the final battle um, and he knows all the events in between and that's why he can uh, do prophesying and uh, use the prophets to, to speak into the future uh, he knew the the right things to say exactly how they would go and how uh, they would affect if he said them a certain way sometimes the prophecies needed to be worded in a certain way which s seemed um, confusing to people at certain times but in, once once it's revealed what had happened, it it, it makes clear sense uh, down the road. That's why some people, a lot of people, can't figure out the revelations. They can't figure out uh, the imagery there, the the pictures that are given. The um, because if if we were wise enough to figure things out, we may try to uh, change the future. Obviously, so it's it's worded the way it needs to be worded. Uh, perfectly so that everything comes about so he can show his power of telling the future without 
uh, having humans try to change the course of the future. Um, so it's it's kind of pretty cool how he, he, he does that. And actually, our bodies were meant to to last forever. We have uh, healing factors and things where, uh, you know, you get cut, sores heal up and stuff. And it was because of sin being brought into the world, sin, sin brought into the body, it was uh, the price of sin was death. And so originally it wasn't supposed to, we weren't supposed to, the body wasn't designed to die originally. It was meant to, to heal up and stuff. But uh, obviously God foresaw everything he, before the foundations of the earth being laid before he even made humans he knew they were going to fall right away and he already set up the lamb of god to be slain so he already knew that hey look uh that's that's another thing you know you think about it that way you say well uh god had to figure out some kind of way he used a lot of people to try to be perfect and no one was perfect so he had to send 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 his only son down you know and he had to be crucified and it's like well is that um, was that was that his last hope? Was it he he's running out of plans, and so he had to do this this way? Uh, no, the Bible says from the beginning it was it was Plan A. He he didn't get confused or sidetracked. He wasn't tricked. He didn't God didn't not see it happening or see it coming. He wasn't trying many ways and failing. God wasn't failing at all. He knew from the foundations that this was going to be the plan. He already foresaw it all happening. Um, and just because he knew it was going to happen, does that mean he took away the free will of man? No. Uh, I've heard it explained one way before was like uh, if there was a, some type of sports game on and you set your uh, something to record, your computer, or your, your DVR, something to record it. Um, and then you didn't get to sit down and watch the game until uh, a week later or something. And you're watching the game, and you're watching these guys play the sport, and they're going back and forth, and they're making goals and different things. Um, and uh, before you got to watch the end of it, someone came and told you the score was so. It was this team had so much, and that team had so much. And uh, does the fact of knowing the score change the fact that the people had the free will to do what they did? Like, did they not have the free will to to catch the catch the ball, or to hit the ball, or to run a certain way, or? Uh, you know whatever the game is they uh, did they have free will to do it just because you know the outcome and the answer is like well yeah they had free will to do it uh, you just know the outcome because you foresaw it you 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 know someone uh, someone told you the outcome before you uh, physically saw what they were doing but it didn't take away their free will to make the actions and choices that they had made and so it's, it's kind of the same for us God knows everything we're going to do but it doesn't mean he's forcing us to do anything we're we're choosing to do it so I'm going to go ahead and uh, end the podcast there. I just want to pray for you guys before I go off. Uh, thank you all for listening up to this point. Uh, pray with me. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, just your power, your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your internal abilities uh, your, to oversee us, to to know which ways we're going, to guide us, Lord, to, to put your hand over us in protection, to... Uh, that you knew those who would reach out to you, that you knew those who would be saved, those who would repent. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that you called us and drawed us near to you, that you have uh, loved on us and that you've given your sacrifice, that you saw all of us falling short of your glory and that you sent your son to die on the cross and to rise again. And we thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice so that we can, um, we can change, that we can have the ability 
to not live in sin uh, and to be free of uh, strongholds, to be free of uh, lies and addictions and uh, desires of the flesh, Lord, that you've set us free. Lord, I pray for, for all the listeners, Lord, that if there be any uh, deceit or lies, that, Lord, you remove it in the name of Jesus, that you uproot it, Lord, that you uh, speak truth in their life, Lord, that you continue to, to guide them, guide them to your, your wisdom, your direction, your, your knowledge, uh, Lord, that your mighty power, Lord, uh, keep speaking to the listeners. Um, thank you, Lord, for all you're going to do, Lord. Bless their households, Lord. Um, uh, keep doing a work in our lives, Lord, because uh, we know you You can see everyone that this is reaching. We know that you're uh, going forth to every listener, meeting them in whatever time they're hearing it. And we thank you, Lord, for your touch, Lord. May you touch them in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And until the next one, God bless you all.